You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who is from Sassman Securities, and at the moment he's in Boston, Massachusetts, the United States of America. And David, I know it's early there, but you've probably been on your run, and you've probably had a brief glance at the stock exchange news service because <laughs> there was so much coming out and i'm going to i'm going to yeah. give you your choices here northern platinum no i'll discard that that came out at 705 south african time this morning with a trading statement then this is interesting mtn group limited changes to the mtn group international advisory board and i don't think this is linked to the fact that the share price is up 10.2 percent on my screen I, I know. what is that all about just start I with mtn know. another 10 percent top of the pops up well yeah Nearly 8, 8.76%. Now, I don't know why it's gone up. I think we discussed this last week in length. Yes. Um, when you looked at their results, I don't know whether there's something there that we picked up uh, or, or the markets picked up that we haven't quite gathered um, or whether buyers are coming in in any large quantity. Look, it's been quite an active day on the market, and but that's mainly related to the NASPERS process uh, switch. Yes. Um, so volumes are very high, but NASPERS process making up 70% of the volumes. But I can't get to the bottom of this. And it's not unusual that we've seen these kind of 10% moves. We saw it when NetBank's results came out. So it might just be something that's uh, not related to the SENS announcement yeah. uh, that, that is happening in the scenes. You know, the shares running. Um, it might be the story around payment systems that's captured the imagination of some foreign investor or so on. And but also, I David, you know what happens mm-hmm. is that when you get the you get the trading update and you get the short-term traders saying, right, let's mm-hmm. get on the back of this, and the algorithms mm-hmm. kick in and away it mm-hmm. goes, and then you get the results out, and there was something in the results that wasn't in the trading update when it yeah. came to their outlook statement. So then you get some more people coming in. And now maybe over the weekend, people have had a look at these results. You know, the serious investors, the big investors, the institutions say, okay, Okay, we haven't got enough exposure to MTN. Let's up it. Yeah. And maybe this is the third wave of buying. Who it, knows? It could be. It it could be. We don't. It's so difficult to get a grip on the dynamics. Mm. It, you know, and the only people who know it are those who are putting the orders through whichever institution it is. But um, there's no news around what we've seen. Someone might have come out and upgraded it. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. Okay. Um, you know, to, to really push it. So it is a, it is just a, an outlier. But overall, even though our market is down mm. uh, almost a percent, in fact, in the top 40, it's down a percent, there's significant more gainers than losers. So, um, you know, it's only a few shares that have actually taken us, well, it's which this, are the international stocks which have it, taken us into exactly. the negative. Yeah. And we'll come to one of those now, mm. Sassel Limited. Mm. Their results for the year ended mm. 30th of June came out. Uh, share price on my delayed screen, uh, just over 6% weaker. And obviously a lot of that's to do with what's happened to the oil price today, which is which is tumbled mm-hmm. a little bit and also a little bit of rand strength uh but uh, generally did you see yeah actually look at the oil price uh, down what three and a half percent something like that yeah. at the moment uh, so that's a, a lot of the sassel thing but obviously people not particularly enamored with the results that came out have you had a look at those or is it too complicated it, it's it's very complicated to go through the results but what uh what you do pick out is that their guidance is lower so yes. production's not going to be at current levels for whatever reason. You know, that's where you've got to get the, the analyst who specialize in this area to give you much more detailed 
uh, understanding. And also, this is a chemical company now. You know, mm. it's no longer a, a coal to fuel or a gas to fuel company anymore. I think that technology has been overrun. And I, the way that I would look at Sassel now is that, okay, we've gone through that bleak period. We've gone through the Lake Charles period. Uh, break it down. Let's start at zero. Well, you know, let's start at zero. Forget about the history that it was a 600 rand share. It went to 20 rand. It had issues. I think most of that is probably out the way now. They've sold what they've had to sell. So we have to relook at it and say, okay, what, what businesses does it own? How, you know, how are these businesses going to do from now on? Because I think they've probably done what they've had to do in the restructuring, which was really a, a savings, you know, I, th- this was an emergency type strategy where they had to sell off to to uh, lower their debt. So I think you've got to look at it, you know, from that point of view. And probably this is the baseline. This is where it will be. And from now on, chemical prices and and production and that will start to be more um, you know, more relevant than, than in the past where they were raising money and, and alleviating their debt. So everything seems to be more settled than it was. I don't know what, you know, it's not my favorite company from that point of view. I just, uh, uh, no, no offense to Sassel's management, but just simply on the fundamentals, I say, do I really want to get invo- involved? In an oil, um, in an oil chemical company. No, because so, you probably many of your clients will say, "Well, there's too many other opportunities, and we have a, yes. we have an ESG, uh, we have an ESG consideration right. here as well." So even even if it's shooting the lights out, ultimately yeah. it's going to have to reinvent itself. Like, for example, Philip Morris's by saying yes. it's going to stop selling cigarettes in the UK by whatever year it was, 2030, and investing yep. in, for goodness sake, investing in pharmaceutical companies. Maybe yes. Sassel yes. will invest in. A, a clothes retailer or something. I mean, that's a ridiculous uh, thing to say. No. But you, you see what the, they have to keep the Philip Morris name and the Sassel name, but in a different form. Yes, I, I agree with you. I think that's how we start looking. It's not whether it's going to recover to its uh, former heights of 600. Forget about that. No. You know, that's, that's not, not going to happen um, you know, as, as part of the bounce. It might happen because management comes in and and reinvent this business, and uh, I don't see it. You know, I don't think a chemical company, you know, those kind of chemical companies, really appeal to me in, as you say, an ESG environment. Mm. Okay, so, let's move. Let's move on to something mm. else. We're still on five past seven in the morning, by the way. Uh, these are the South African uh, numbers. Is yeah. it BHP yeah. Group? Response to speculation on BHP Petroleum mm. Business. I don't know what that is. It need not detain us. But yes, anyway, yes. the share price down two uh, percent. Then ABSA came out with their numbers, and it's yeah. done. It's done nothing. So the market wasn't surprised. It wasn't enthralled. Uh, it wasn't enthused, uh, and the share price up around about one percent. Uh, you don't need to go uh, through the banks. Yeah, the, the banks are up. Yeah, banks yeah. Are up. Mm. The, the, the only point is that I did try go through it in a in a brief way. The only point is that the acting CEO actually points to a lot of negatives in the South African economy. Right. So I think I, 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 that, that surprised me, you know, just still concerned uh, about quite a few things from, from COVID to load shedding to – and th- this was a big point. 
that, that I found was that uh, elevated uh, claims, you know, insurance claims, mortality insurance claims and that. So just just pointing out where the vulnerability lies. I think there's been a pickup in demand for, um, you know, for, for credit and people have got a lot of increased their deposits, normal, normal stuff around there. But Lindsay, we can stand on our heads and whistle Dixie, whatever we want, if the South African economy does not grow. In other words, if it's going to be uh, a pedestrian economy, banks will never do well. They will only do well. Banks will only do well when an economy is expanding and businesses go out and borrow money to create factories. You know, you can't you you, you can't make it out of consumption. You know, because that's that's a, that's a that's a very nervous. Uh, I mean, that that would create a lot of. Uh, concern if you're lending to people to buy food, you know, if this is, if they're borrowing money to buy food, then you know you're in trouble. So yes. you've got to watch what businesses are doing, you know, and uh, at this stage, I think most businesses have got cash so they don't need money, but I don't think there's evidence of a big pickup in investment. You know, it's been my story for a year. I think it's been our story, you know, we, we've been talking this for a long time. I don't yes. see that changing yet. Okay. Um, next one that came out was the process NASPES story. And uh, it was a joint announcement. NASPES process announcement regarding the implementation of the capital restructure and the results of the exchange offer. And a similar thing came out from process, obviously, a sister company. Uh, at the moment, on again, on my delayed screen, uh, just over 6% down for NASPES, but only 3.8% down for process. So, <laughs> so a little bit of jostling here and there. And I don't pretend to understand what people are up to. Well, the hedge funds are up to all the portfolio managers of making of this announcement <laughs> and, and and how it went, because I'm I'm quite frankly even more confused than I was last week. Well, I I don't even I just I, I just ignore it, because it's like saying hell I only lost you know what the last first people lost six percent we only lost four yeah. percent you lost you know that's that's the point I I. From my point of view, and we've got quite a bit of exposure, there were two issues. If we did the switch, we would have paid massive capital gains yes. on the NASPERS switch to pros. For what? You know, for a 2% or 3% gain. Forget about it. You know, closing the gap. The other thing is that I'm still terrified about what's happening in China. I don't understand them. And there was the, the lead article in, in, in The Economist you know, this weekend was all about China's ambitions. I must admit, I haven't got it in, in great detail other than the lead, you know, leader, but I mean, it's, uh, reading the leader, sorry, it's, it's, we don't know what they're doing. We don't know where they're heading and, and how they're going to attack the company. So Tencent is, is, it's a wonderful business. It offers so many, uh, different angles to the Chinese consumer. But we don't know what the Chinese are going to do. You know, we, we have no idea what's next on their agenda because this is a big, long agenda to kind of reposition or, or kind of recalibrate um, business. So I, I, my only advice is th these are great companies. Just keep it moderate. You know mm. what? Keep your exposure there, but just don't get too carried away. I might be wrong, and I hope I am wrong, but, I mean, that's risk. You know, that's, that's risk-reward. That's the kind of risk you have to take when you, I mean, or, or kind of approach you have to take when you manage other people's money. You can't be reckless and and uh, capricious with their stuff. You know, you've got to be, you've got to measure the risk. So yes. keep it light. 
Okay. Big nation doing lots of things. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not going to criticize their the growth of the Chinese economy, but but this is this is not this is not the um, American uh, you know political system. This is not British. This is not European. The kind of systems that you know. This is authoritarian, and you toe the line because if you don't toe the line, you don't, you just vanish. You know. Yes, indeed. Okay, I'm being a bit over-elaborate, but I mean... No, you're not. No, you're quite okay. right. Just, just, mm. just, just wait for some more clarity. Wait for yeah. some more policy clarity, uh, more importantly. Okay, and Paula Platinum, further trading statement, share price down 0.8%. That's not much there. There's a couple of other things as I'm scrolling up my screen, David. Truist International trading statement and business updates. Yeah. Share price up 3.2%. That's not bad. Where is it now? Goodness me, it's uh, 62, 63 rand a share. That's quite a big move yeah, over the last year. There have been big moves there. Mm. There have been quite big moves in, uh, you know, there have been quite big moves in the retailers. That's why I'm saying there are a lot more gainers than losers. I'm not sure what, again, what the backdrop is because banks have been quite firm. Um, I, you know, for me, the political background at the moment, I mean, globally with uh, Afghanistan, the Americans now under pressure because of uh, this 20-year war that has just been another failure in their foreign exchange policy, um, they might, uh, you know, they might contest that. But I mean, it's it's causing a lot of discussion, a lot of angst amongst uh, American allies. You know, uh, what's your next step? How did this happen? And so on. Um, so I, it, it, it's certainly plaguing. And then, you know, further outbreaks globally. This is this is this is not over. There's still big big worries about that. So I'm surprised that. The South African shares, local shares, are performing like they are yes. against what is a very modest background. And then you've got the, the commodity prices coming down. And that's all to do with China yeah. and uh, worries about Chinese demand. So um, why retailers and banks should go up, I don't know what, uh, whether there was any stats out this morning that might have, you know, might have swung them. That way, no, I don't know either. I don't uh, know. Cashflow mm -hmm. came out with the trading update. Uh, that's uh, the share price not doing much. It's it's slightly firmer. Um, what else have we got uh, going on today, David? Uh, yeah, the oil price is coming down. But yeah, other than that, as you quite say, it's it's more broad based. I mean, if we weren't so skewed towards Nasdaq and Process, the JSC would be doing much better than it yep. is now. And um, okay, there's some. Commodity weakness and the commodity shares are not looking as, as bubbly as they used to. But on the other hand, yeah, without Nasdaq and Process, it would have been a really good broad-based rally on the JSC, I think, for domestic stocks. The, 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 yeah, and it's a golds as well. I think that's also been a bit of disappointment and quite a bit of discussion about the future of commodity shares. Um, I've been on your side. I've been quite bullish about yes. what lies ahead and gain driven by. Uh, infrastructure projects and that, but uh, not everybody shares my views. I think the Chinese have maneuvered, have put a lot of pressure on steel producers, which has led to the iron ore price coming down. But that's that's confined to a handful of shares. Um, and and so if you look, I, I've just got in front of me the top 80 shares that I follow. Mm. Um, three, six, about of the first 10, of the top 10, Eight are down, which are all the internationals. The yeah. only one that's, uh, you know, which is which is BHP and Glencore and Anglos and Naspers and, and Richmond and so on. They've come down, but apart from that, uh, right across the board, it's uh, you know every basically all the South African shares are better. So that's that yes. gives you a you know the skew. Okay, I have to talk about the uh, United States of America, which I think is is. 
I don't think it's had its day, of course, because you've got Silicon Valley and you've still got New York and you've yeah. still got uh, Boston and other places. But I think it's crumbling a little bit. I really do believe uh, that it's it's losing its way somewhat. And let's not talk about the, the bigger picture there. Let's talk about U.S. foreign policy. I almost yeah. felt, w w watching TV over the weekend, I almost felt nostalgic for the Bush days, the George W. Bush days. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was 20 years ago, 21 yeah. years ago, actually, that they went into Afghanistan yeah. and toppled yeah. over the, the, the Taliban okay. regime. Yeah. And off they went into the hills. And they're not being disrespectful because they did go into the hills and they went underground. And, um, you know, the U.S. kept some sort of semblance of nor or norm normality, mm. having spent, uh, I mean, probably hundreds of billions of dollars uh, doing so. And then suddenly we had Trump. Trump came along and said, right, we're getting out. And then Biden inherits that and says, right, we're getting out as, as well. And they, he yeah. said... He said in an interview last week, when a, a reporter asked him at a press conference, said, do you think that the Taliban are going to take over Afghanistan? And he said, it's highly unlikely. He said, yeah. there are 300,000 well-trained, well-equipped troops. There's yeah. an air force and there's only 75,000 Taliban uh, fighters. It's not going to happen, essentially, what he said. It took six days. Yeah. It took six yeah. days for the Taliban to take over the whole country. And did you see that U.S. Air Force plane? Have you seen the footage of the U.S. Air Force plane trying to take off from Kabul people, and, and people uh, hanging on? And there's, a, yeah. there's one going around on, on Twitter at the moment where you see these, these poor people hanging on to the landing gear. And as yeah. the landing gear goes yeah. up, they drop out of the sky to their death. I mean, that is, tells you a lot about the Taliban. They'd rather risk grabbing onto a U.S. aircraft yeah. than, than stay in Kabul because their, their death yeah. is an inevitability there. This is a disaster in U.S. Um, history. They're playing it down by saying we went in there 20 years ago to get rid of al-Qaeda, which was our mission. Yeah. But I think there was also a mission to make sure that al-Qaeda never came back. Or, you know, in this case, I mean, it's Taliban never came back because the Taliban is a radical group that will spread uh, radical um, Islam. Yes. And uh, I, I, I think people who are, want a free life are not going to have a free life. So um, the, the, I think America always hoped that they would be able to train Afghan to keep the Taliban out. But now the Taliban's coming. And all that will happen is um, that, that it's going to be a sanctuary now for for extreme terrorists, you know, or yes. uh, for extremism. And that's, we're back to where we were 20 years ago. Mm. So I think that is the biggest fear. And I think that's where America's failed dismally. They'll, they'll contest it. But, I mean, it also, um, one's got to now, also the fact that they had guaranteed um, or, or had stood behind the Afghans um, that helped them, now they're just abandoning them, as you say. They, these people were holding on to the to the undercarriage and just dropped to their deaths. So those are the people that I think they're letting down. I know they're trying to issue visas at, at lightning speed to some people, but I think they're going to be huge casualties. This, and, yeah, and, and, it, and, yeah. Yeah, this is a dark day in American history, and we, we haven't yeah. heard the last of this. Um, but if you look at foreign policy, America, you know, we're the policemen yeah. of the world, and I know there'll be people in places like, you know, in, in southern states of America yeah. saying, mm. well, it's about time these people, you know, stood up for themselves yeah. and not rely on the un United mm. States and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But you can't go in there and then suddenly abandon them. I mean, it's 
yeah. Bush, Bush did one thing, um, and as I say, I've got a nostalgia suddenly for him. And then um, Obama came in, and Obama was rubbish in Syria, and look what happened there. And then came along Trump, I mean, incredibly naive when it came to North Korea yeah. and China, and also yeah. Afghanistan, and now Biden. Biden's having a nap at Camp David while yeah. Afghanistan crumbles in five, six yeah. days and undoes yeah. 20 years' worth yeah. of work, and he hasn't said a word. He's as bad as the rest of them, I'm sorry, yeah. in yeah. foreign policy yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, they had a, there's an isolated, a picture of him just sitting isolated at a table all by himself at mm. Camp David, and I think, I think that picture says so much about where he is at the moment. And the problem is that when Trump went in four years ago and just got rid of all their friends, all their allies, mm. you know, and uh, just wanted America alone type policy, I think this is going to cost him as well. And the rest of the world's going to, I think uh, Biden came back and has tried to reestablish it, but I don't know whether he's got the support to do so of the American people and also whether he himself wants to uh, reestablish uh, America as one of the leaders. But I think what this does do is it opens a way for a, a lot of concern. I mean, because this allows um, Afghan to go into Pakistan as well, which is not the strongest of nations. Mm. You know, it's the, that's where they killed um, um, uh, Biden. What's I'm uh, not Biden. El, I <laughs> Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Biden. Osama bin Laden. Just had a blank there. But but uh, <laughs> so so it opens a way for that whole territory. Yes. You know you've got China on the border who don't want who don't want them in. And and remember this is also uh, this is where opium comes from. You know Afghanistan. So yes. I I I I think they've. Uh, I don't know where this is going to lead. I'm not much of a, uh, um, you know, I have to do my reading and also get views from outsiders. But I mean, at first, at first sight, you say, oh no, this is a disaster. You know, this is not quite Saigon, but I mean, it's, it's worse still, than Saigon. Um, that's why. That's what just, someone else uh, says. Just, much worse than yeah, Saigon. Yeah, we, yeah, we just worry about that region. And America's already weak. You know, it's already China's just kind of brushing it out the way. And 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 while a lot of nations around there. Um, want to trade with China. I don't think they want China dominance, and they certainly don't want another radical Islam uh, state. You know, just just because of of the way they conduct themselves. So I'd be very, you know, I'm just just very cautious of where this leads. And I think that's one of the reasons markets are down today. I think I'm just looking at the Nasdaq's down almost one and a quarter percent at the opening, and S and P has come back. Mm. Just an unsettling time. Yeah, it is. But so uh, we know what will happen. Um, everyone will say, well, money's free, so we'll, ju we'll just buy it. Um, but we don't like what we're seeing on uh, CNN and CNBC no. and Br Bloomberg and the BBC. So it'll just test Biden, hey? Lindsay, you're Biden, hey? Yeah, his, you know, his ratings will go down after this, I can tell you. Yeah, but, uh, you know, this is where he's got to – he can either make it. I don't know whether he's got that character. I don't know how strong he is. I think he, he does uh, – uh, he talks to his generals and he talks to his, um, uh, you know, his his people, uh, his cabinet. But I don't know, I don't know whether they've got the right people to to take control of the situation. But I mean, at the moment, and and uh, at the moment, it's 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 disastrous. And I don't know what's going to happen in Afghanistan. You know, we don't know what deaths are going to occur and everything. 
And this will be a blot on, 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 on American policy once more. And it's, it's four, four presidents, hey? This started with Bush, Obama, mm. Trump, Biden. Yeah. They don't hey, understand sure. foreign policy. America no. is an ever-decreasing no. circle. No. They're, they're, they're more xenophobic. Yeah. They don't understand yeah. what it's like to be an integral part of the global system. Whether that's, the global system is correct or not, I don't know. But they just seem to have lost touch with reality. No. But anyway, let's not talk about that anymore because we've got to talk about football now. Um, yes. the, the opening weekend. <laughs> okay, we'll come to Arsenal last. But I watched, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but Manchester United were really, really impressive. And I oh, sent yeah. you a tweet, I sent you a message, oh, no. and I, I said, look, Leeds United are really exciting. And they were in the first yeah. half, and then they brought it back to one all, and then they, they disintegrated. But what I like about yeah. them is that they don't abandon their principles, whereas I saw Arsenal, and Arsenal were yeah. like, a, like a wet rag. They didn't yeah. have any spark, and they lost 2-0. I'd rather lose 5-1 entertaining people like Leeds yeah. did than lose 2-0 and play like I, Arsenal did. I actually tweeted, I also replied to someone, I said that I've been an Arsenal supporter since I was five. Mm. You know, there was, uh, in nine, 1953, I was five and a half, and uh, that's when I started. And I think that even in their bleak periods, they never stopped trying. Yes. It was an Arsenal side that would kick their way in every game. They would never stop and lie down and just do what this Arsenal side has done. We're just a, just a, a nothing team, and that's the difference. So it's not, not that we haven't been through these periods before, it's just that we don't even try. No. You know, just don't even, that's just, they've got nothing there. You know, and, and, and you saw Brentford. I mean, they've come up from lower divisions and that, but they've got a fight in them. They've got a passion. And I, I watched Spurs yesterday. I thought Spurs, I think there's Nunu's, <laughs> what's his name? Nunu's. Mm. <laughs> Nunu's. He's, I, you could see the chaps did not stop for a second. Yeah. And and Man City just I'd, I'd Man City like looked Man awful, City. I'm sorry. Uh, they uh, looked really ordinary. 800 530 million pound team on the on on the pitch, 300 million on the sidelines and this is the best display. You know, this was they look uh, really we, tired. The, Do you know they've only uh, signed oh, one person? They've only signed one person and that's Grealish. And to pay 120 yeah. million for Grealish dollars it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> he, did, he, he didn't even feature. He didn't touch the ball, for no, goodness no. sake. He was rubbish. No, in the first few minutes, he had uh, one or two breaks, and that was it. And then they just they just blotted him out, him and Sterling. Sterling of Euro. That's what I said. Sterling was so brilliant in Euro 2020. It was, you, they just read him. They just stopped, yeah. and he ran straight into them. Anyway, that... That I, 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 you know, it's. I, I yeah, but well, City started a, badly mm. last year as well, and then went on to win it. So uh, when they get yeah. Harry Kane, which they obviously will, that's why Harry they Kane wasn't playing. They, is they, it? they need him, him. Yeah, and that sort of striker galvanizes yeah. a team, just like Romelu Lukaku yeah. Yeah. is going to make yeah. Chelsea probably the favourites. <laughs> I don't want to say this, but for the next two games, it's Arsenal playing. Next week, Arsenal got Chelsea, and the week after, they got Man City. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'd rather be playing Man City than Chelsea. Because if they've got Lukaku at the front there, uh, yeah, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely yeah, brilliant. And although I don't I like Chelsea, because... Thomas Tuchel is, is more of an engineer than an artist, whereas Pep Guardiola yeah. is an artist. 
Yeah. Tuchel is, uh, he, he's, he's very functional, if you see what I mean. But with Lukaku, mm. they could easily be the, the, the champions. The best game of the weekend was Newcastle-West Ham yesterday. I saw so that, yeah. Wasn't it great? Yes. 4-2. Yeah. I no, mean, it was I really know. good. Neither of them are going to challenge, goals, but I they'll mean. be in the you know, mid-table to top half. But that was great fun. But, uh, yeah, City must uh, pull their socks up. And Arsenal, I don't know, mid-table, David. I'm sorry, mid-table. Yeah, I hope they make mid-table. At the moment... And, and the fans are the fans are really upset. You know, they just have had enough. Yeah. And they it's it's not that it's one game that they lost fighting. It's just one game that they should have put in the bag, and it just was their style of play, their lack of passion, their lack of ideas. I think everybody said, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's this, we can't go through another season like this." Yeah. Well. So I think the chaps have already thrown up. You know, having seen what they've seen. Uh, just said, no, we can't do this. I just, I just feel sorry for the fans, you know, who are just, just suffering and just want a bit of fight. You want your team to, to, you know, to, to at least, uh, have a go. Anyway, anyway, just just on a final note on football, uh, just spare a thought for Lindsay Williams here, because uh, Ipswich have um, got new owners, American owners. They've spent a bit of money, uh, more than any other team in their division. Uh, they've signed 15 new players, and um, they went to Burton Albion, a tiny, tiny team. <laughs> in the they lost. Up north, and, and they lost 2-1 to, to Burton Albion, who haven't got any money. <laughs> they've got a stadium capacity of 6,000, and Ipswich... <laughs> <laughs> Lost <to them. laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, the things will get better. David Shapiro is from Sassoon Securities, seconded to uh, Boston temporarily, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.